Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. Welcome back to the Extra Point, the 16th episode. Today is May 29th. This episode will be released tonight, May 29th. We're, we're going to be talking baseball, the Houston Rockets getting bounced by the Warriors, the Cavs running the seas out of town in their own stadium, the Golden Knights winning the first game of the Cup, and let's dive right into it. Speaking of diving, the Warriors dove deep into the heart and souls of the Houston Rockets and ripped out their soul, their feelings, everything by beating the Rockets. Was there was there ever a doubt, Sully? How did you feel about that? One hundred one ninety two. I know you wrote about it. I I was I was starting to believe, Sully. I was starting to to join the dark side. I thought that the Rockets were going to do it, but the CP three injury and then probably them missing twenty seven three pointers had a huge effect on them losing. What yeah, I mean, uh, I don't feel like I was wrong, even though they lost, as as weird as that sounds. Um, <laughs> I just because I really, truly think I know that, you know, they had the big lead. They blew it in the third quarter. I just think with CP3 being out there, they would have won one of those two games, honestly. And, you know, obviously people that won the Warriors win are going to disagree with that. But I think, you know, you look at their numbers with and without Harden, they're like 15 and nine with when they without Harden, but without CP3, they're they're nowhere near as good. So, or no, that was that was with CP3. There without CP3, they're 15 and nine. Without without Harden, they barely miss a beat. He, he's going to win MVP. Doesn't really make sense. But uh, they were abysmal. Yeah, I believe they were. What were they seven of forty something for three? From three, yep, seven of forty-four. Forty-four. If they go ten of forty-four, which is abysmal truly abysmal in its own right they win that game or or we we at least have a game so i mean they just i I saw it was one in a hundred thousand chance they missed 27 straight so (laughs) i mean i really think that game they just blew i mean that that game was theirs of the taking they just needed to make three two three four more three pointers they need you they got away from the pick and roll with capella i don't know why uh hard that took connection from Harden to capella was was electric getting and getting the stadium going with uh, just the fans going crazy after it. I, I mean, I was very irate uh, about the missed calls. By the, I mean, the refs were were so for Golden State. It was just, it was really. I knew it was going to be in their favor, but it was so embarrassing in the second and third quarter. But and I was really mad. But at the end of the day, I wasn't as mad because the Warriors deserved to win that game. The Rockets didn't at the end of the day. So I'm not going to make it that big of a deal. But they missed fouling Harden on so many three pointers and yeah. the drive. It was just, it was egregious. It was really not, egregious. Not only that, but Trevor Ariza playing 42 minutes and not scoring one basket. It's not just, one basket. That is. It's not a, it's not a will. That kid, that guy, he, he's a professional. He's a champion. Um, He's a winning player. He gave it his all. And uh, he's just, he looked a guy, like a guy that played 42, 43 minutes every night and just his legs were dead. He just didn't have anything in the gas tank, and he was he was defending his ass off all series, whether it was you know Duran, who I thought he did a great job, you know, or whoever the assignment was. He really I thought played 
played really well and he knows his role. He just didn't have the legs in him. And it was just, it was really shitty to see because he's always been a player I've liked for a while and I always thought a winning player. But last night, couldn't get anything. Oh, of nine from three. Oh. You know, I'm a big, uh, I'm always big on the free throws. These guys should be hitting free throws. Harden went two for 13 from the line. If he hits eight more of those, if he goes 10 that's three for 13. Point, that's three pointers. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I'm positive Harden went two of 13 from three. Okay, I have the wrong yeah. stat. Him, him and also not good. Still not good. You would never miss but. that many free throws. Not even LeBron would miss Yeah, that's it. why I was taken back by it because I didn't notice it. And then when I was looking up stuff before this, I must have just looked in the wrong column. Fucking blind. But still, I know there was a point. Three, like, it's not. There was a point in the game where they had each team was shooting around 50% from the free throw line. Like, yeah. in the second well, half. It's as a point. team, they only went 13 for 22. Okay, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, that's so not, like, that's see what I mean? They, if they, as a team, even hit eight more, this is a different game. This is a this is a much closer game down the stretch. Yeah, they, they did the Haka Capella, and that worked out yep. pretty well for them. And then, yeah, and then I believe six at the line. He had a pretty good night Gordon otherwise, though. And then yeah, you had Durant missed, th- and then Durant missed three free throws in a row at one point, which I almost fell out of my chair watching. He, <laughs> Durant so and Curry both went over, or Durant and Thompson both went 0 for 2 from the line last night, and they were the two best free throw shooters in the playoffs. Yeah, like, so I mean. 0 for 2 on the same trip to the line. What about Clay getting those three fouls early? That kind of, that could have changed them was, big. Yeah, like, if Chris Paul's in this game, in that game, and you have to sit Clay Thompson as much as they had to, I think he had 14 less minutes than the rest of the starters there. Like, that's a different game. And he even got that fourth one, like, like two or three minutes into the, the third quarter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was real close. That was, like, he, he couldn't use him barely at all. And then, yeah. I mean, if they have Chris Paul, that really changes things for the Rockets. It's that You could see it was killing him sitting on the bench. Every time something would go wrong, he's sitting on the sideline with his fucking with a grimace on. Like, yeah. I just saw this war like this whole series was like uh, uh, everything that you thought was the least likely to happen happened like mm-hmm. Warriors came out and blew them out in game one. It was like, oh, wow. OK, this isn't going to be a series at all. Then the Warriors get killed in game two. And you're like, oh, OK, well, didn't see yeah. that one coming. And then game three, you know, 41 points like no one in the world saw that coming. Um, then game four, you expect the Warriors to take control after 40 home and they get beat by the Rockets out of nowhere and tie it up game five. You don't expect the team to win two in a row. It's been back and forth Rockets win. Then game six, you have the the CP three injury. I just thought every, and, and the two comebacks by the Warriors, I just thought every, uh, every game there was like, we kept saying every game, Oh, this is going to happen. Like this, like it's got, it makes sense. This is why it's going to happen. But like, the least likely thing happened every single game. And, like, you know, in Game 7, it happened to be a historically low shooting performance for the Rockets. Like, you would have said there's literally 0% chance that the Rockets go fucking 7 for 40-something from the lot, from the three-point line. Yeah, like, you couldn't... I wouldn't have taken a plus 10,000 on that bet because it would just been guaranteed <laughs> lost money. So I just felt like every, t- every time this series, like, progressed, it was like it got more and more shocking of what what we were witnessing the only thing that was kind of remotely normal i just knew the rockets were going to get out to a fast start they did but the the word just kept 
kept pace with them until that third quarter where Curry just started playing out of his mind. Like, the shit he was hitting, I mean, it's Steph Curry, but it still shocks you sometimes. Like, the step backs he was hitting, <laughs> it was like, deep, like, five feet behind the line. It was unbelievable. There was yeah. one, I can't remember whether it was in the be- end of the first half or beginning of the second half, but the Warriors were going on a little bit of a run, and they were out on the fast break, and I forget who it was. I think Draymond passes it over half court to Curry, and he just turns around, hucks up a shot, and just knocks it down. Yeah, like, it was like, oh, it was, yeah. It was right in the midst of that third quarter run. He just, it was like six yeah. feet beyond the line, just yeah, grabbed it and shot. Like, yeah. like, he's the only offensive player on that half of the court. He's like, Whoa. he also turned around and started walking away before it even hit the rim. Yeah. He, he just knew. He just knew. He's like, yeah. fuck it. He's got to do one of those nights. But who yeah, the fuck he, he, he knows. 32 feet like it's crazy but the finals are coming and we know curry is not good in the finals i will say i was impressed he came up big in game seven he he, he did it. yeah he's normally he a like triple double he was a rebound he's, guy yeah, he's, a normally, double. he's yeah. normally like uh, very well like not as good in the reg- uh, in the postseason as he is in the regular season and it's really not talked about as much because they win obviously so much mm-hmm. but he's always like below average in the playoffs and doesn't really I think it's I want to see. because he gets yeah. he gets a lot better defense. He's getting going exactly. gets a lot better defensive guards. He had four steals. He had four steals in game seven. Yeah, he had one really big steal when they were making a comeback. I think they were there were it was like an eight or seven seven to nine point range and then uh yeah. Harden made a pass and he was looking for I think it was like Tucker or Reese in the corner and then and then Steph Curry just snatched it and went the other way with it. That was the it was like a last blow. Yeah. It's crazy watching him shoot. He just does like these things, like you said, the half court shot. He just probably does it because he's like, "Oh, a regular three is just too, just too easy for me. Let me just challenge myself." <laughs> and then he's just fucking oh. dropping bombs. On if he thinks that, he should really rethink a few things because there was a lot of games this postseason he has not been good. Yeah, but but he he's he's great. But uh, I think the Rockets showed a lot of people though that inevitably they were. Better than people who people thought they were. Like people, a lot of the average fan probably doesn't think the Rockets were a good defensive team, and they were. They showed they were a great defensive team in this. This was like a defensive battle this series almost. It wasn't. It wasn't. You didn't have many games over 105, 110 points like we like many people thought. Like both defenses were exceptional in this, even without Iggy and CP3 for their respective teams at times. The defense was great. I think the Rockets gained a lot of people's respect. I think it was a lot closer series than people. That, that This series, you look at a nutshell, the blowout versus blowout, whatever, it was like, it was pretty even. It was just, like we said, they just couldn't make a few shots. And without CP3 calming them down with the veteran presence, they just, Harden, Harden just, his shot selection is so bad, too. That's another thing. He was He's like Russell Westbrook with his shot selection. He just, he needs to drive and create for others, not, just chuck up threes and ISO plays. That's that's what he needs to learn, or because they, they're just those were just so many empty possessions in the third quarter. It's like they needed him to go back to like what he was last year when he came out of like nowhere as like a real like top ten player in yeah. the league facilitator. And he, yeah, and he reverted to what he was two years ago with with Dwight, just a, you know, a, a Russell Westbrook shooting guard, inefficient as fuck, doesn't play defense, and jacks up everything he can get a, a look at. Although he did play some um, pretty just, good defense in the series, though. He, 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 was just he got amazing. a lot of steals. Yeah, after game two or three, he, he, he locked it down. He was yeah, very – he anticipated yeah, he's, a lot uh, of passes uh, very well. Yeah, he it's also never had been about the ability. Steals. He also yeah, had four steals. Yeah, it's not about the ability. Oh, was that Tom? 
He also had four steals game seven, Harden. Yeah, he gets in those passing lanes. At least he didn't choke. At least it wasn't like last year in his elimination game just choking. Like at least he like went out there and he had, aside from the two for 13 from three, he still had 32, six, and six. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't say he choked. I mean, he didn't play well, and he wasn't. But it's not like last year as well. Yeah, no, 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 that was that was crazy. Like he was twelve of twenty nine. What is that like? Thirty nine ish percent. I would say off the top of my head. Um, he was like, you know, he was so so. It was just his shot selection that was so bad. Like that was that was the problem. It it wasn't just so many threes he shot. Like I know they're the they live and die by the three, but it's different when you're off the dribble, and it's different when you're you're creating and, and penetrating kicking for threes. And it seems like the ball is a different energy when you do that, when you're just spotting up, shooting, catching the ball and like passing, giving the extra pass, like the Warriors do and like Spurs and Celtics do. Like it just, the ball picks up energy. It's like you're set. You don't got to go off the dribble. It, it just, it was, it was kind of like cringeworthy watching hard and just chuck up threes the series. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun series. It was better than I thought it was. We were going to get, um, it was, Stuff, yes, yeah. Jones. I'm glad you admitted that. It was at least, it was very competitive. Yeah, I mean, it after game was. one, after game one, I was like, you know, six at best, at best, and that's a gift. And then after game three, I was like, this is over five. No one loses by 40 and, and comes back. And comes back yeah. from that, and they did Yeah, it. from a mental or physical standpoint. But they did it, and you got to give them, give them props. Um, you know, the in- injuries on both sides are unfortunate, um, but... You know, obviously, there's nothing either of us can do about it. Yeah. What changes do you guys think the Rockets make for next year? Maybe retool, grab some people in the free agency this summer. The Rockets are interesting, man. They have a really bad cap situation, and I think they could end up anywhere from adding LeBron to only having James Harden, because people. Everyone's just kind of assuming Chris Paul will want to re-up and stay there. And, like, well, I'm sure that's very possible. And probably right now, if he had to decide that's what he would do, he's an unrestricted free agent. He can he can do whatever he wants. And his best friend is also an unrestricted free agent. Plays in Cleveland right now. So I think there's a real possibility the Rockets could be forced to kind of blow it up a bit. Um there's, they have to to even get Chris Paul back. They have to trade Ryan Anderson, which they couldn't do for the last two years. Yeah, that's that's first and foremost what they got to do. Yeah, I mean they literally. Million, I mean he's not yeah. even playing. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and he played. Would he play four minutes in the whole series? I said, yeah, I said it in the chat. I was like, I do not like this. Like, if I'm the Rockets, like you're putting in. Like Curry had him on skates. What do you expect? Yeah, oh awesome. my god. Yeah, he had Curry like three deed up three times in a row, and I'm pretty sure he had eight points on those three possessions. It's unreal. Like, like his he had played eight minutes was like minus thirteen. Like, you need to put in <laughs> Joe Johnson or anyone else. Yeah, that blower's um, coming in now, Sully. That's not the blower. The blower's yeah. That's away. not the blower. That's me. Hold on a second. Keep oh. going. <laughs> There we that's, go. That's your AC, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think like the and if you want to talk about bringing LeBron in as well as signing re, re-signing CP3, that's gonna you need to trade. This is all assuming they. I'm assuming they re-signed Capella to a close to max or, or max deal. Um, you need to trade or get rid of 
Eric Gordon, two out of three of Eric Gordon, Trevor Ariza, and PJ Tucker. Just to make the math work, then you also got to convince LeBron to come here with CP3 and figure out who you're going to fill out the rest of your minimum player roster with like they did in Miami because you can't afford more than four four, uh, max contracts or close to max contracts. If you could, the Warriors would have them. But (laughs) so there's... It, it, it's a lot that Cleveland, a lot of hoops. Very unlikely, jump I'd say. Through. Very unlikely. Very and unlikely. they also don't have any draft picks to trade this year. I think they, they pick, they have one pick. It's like 44th or 46th or something like that. Jesus. Not even in the first round. And I'm pretty sure they don't have a tradable first round pick because you can't, you have to, you can't not pick in the first round back to back years. So I think their next tradable pick is 2021. Wow. Because in this year's, and 2019, 20, yeah, 2020s, that's what it is. And then they have bright, 21 and 22. It's a pretty bright future, so, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're situa- they were really much more of an all-in this year team than people realized. And, uh, you know, they can bring pretty much, ba- they can bring back pretty much the same team. But I think, like, just the fact that, one, the Warriors smelled blood, I think they'll do some retooling to get better in the offseason season. And then other teams seeing that the the Rockets actually drew blood from the Warriors and the Warriors are mortal to an extent, that's going to have so many more teams on trying to get on yeah. the cusp, especially if Houston, if CP3 and LeBron are up for grabs. Like That's two franchise-altering players that could be on your team next year and not on the Rockets um, and build towards the Warriors. So I, just- I think... Yeah, it could be. It could get ugly for Houston. Um, I mean, they could, it, it sucks because everything you just mentioned, and and you're right. <clears throat> a lot of teams definitely smell blood with the Warriors, and a lot of people are seeing what the Rockets were able to do, and that just means that the West is just gonna get stronger again. Like everyone in the West, all these teams in the West are gonna just recruit the shit out of all these players. The East is gonna continue to be weak, and LeBron's gonna go to his ninth final next year. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a, I heard an interesting uh, thing about well the, the alternative for Chris Paul and LeBron is to go to LA. Uh, the Lakers are the only ones that can afford both of them. Chris Paul in LA, like LA guy, LeBron, you know, he spends most of his off season there. Um, so that's not out of the realm of possibility. I would actually say that Chris Paul and LeBron ending up on the Lakers is much more likely than Chris Paul and LeBron ending up on the Rockets. I would agree. There's there's absolutely no hoops to jump through other than LeBron and Chris Paul picking up a pen and signing their name on a piece of paper. Yeah. With the Rockets, you're talking about, you know, five, six, seven trades potentially to make this happen. Yeah, or roster Um, moves. Yeah. Yeah, or roster moves. And the thing is with that, so they're going to lose a lot of good players. Like PJ Tucker, my boy. Yeah, exactly. Like these guys were, were. or focal points of the team. So, I mean, you're giving up a lot to, you know, I know LeBron's LeBron, but I mean, you're giving up the heart and soul. Like they were, they showed the formulas. You need three and D players to beat Golden State. Yeah. Ariza, Tucker, uh, Gordon, you know, guys like, guys like that, that can shoot Paul, even Harden at time. I mean, well, Harden wasn't in this series shooting, but. Yeah. I mean, that's just not, that's not what LeBron is either. And it's obviously not a detriment to his success, um, but it's just not—it's not his game. Um, and wait, I, I wait, said being it, a three-point shooter. 
Yeah, just being a three and D guy. Like he's a that's. I mean, that's he's not necessarily LeBron. I mean, in the postseason, he's a D player. He's a he's a very good defensive player. Yeah. Um, and I'll then and then his three point shots, I it's think better, better than giving credit there. He's been better this season. What is he thirty? I, mean, I think he was... he's thirty seven percent from three. But, I mean, he's. He's above average. I mean, he definitely can make three pointers and make them in clutch situations, as Thomas knows. Yeah. After this weekend, <laughs> I mean, good segue, Sully. After this weekend on Sunday, the holy day where the seas were desecrated before the eyes of God, eighty-seven to seventy-nine, <laughs> Cavs huge. <laughs> LeBron James playing forty-eight minutes and dropping thirty-five. And securing the victory. I am so pissed off. Tom, don't worry. You're not the only one suffering from this. I hate LeBron <laughs> as much as the next guy. But you got to give credit where credit is due. I also think, in my mind, I, like, I've tricked myself in thinking that, yo, you know what? Maybe the Cavs, maybe LeBron could pull this shit off against the Warriors. I've tricked my dumb mind into thinking it. Like, there's some way, somehow... My life is going to get 10 times tougher, and LeBron's just going to pull some shit, some bag of tricks. Hill, Clarkson, Thompson, somebody's going to go off. Love, with his 10 million concussions, going to come back and probably rain threes. Who the fuck knows? Tom, how do you feel about your team being eliminated? It fucking sucks, man. I thought they were going to do it. I was so confident. You guys know. Tom, you so are confident. so confident. I really, honestly, I thought they had it. And up until the last three minutes, I thought they still were winning that game. I thought things were going to turn their way. I mean, the Cavs turned the ball over 12 times versus only five turnovers by the Celtics. I mean, that's huge there. That gives you a good chance to win, especially how it came to down the stretch. I mean, if we don't go down the court and have these young guys and we have that leader, this is where... Tony, how he kept saying you need that one leader to take out LeBron was right. Where in the fact, if we had a more veteran player, other than Al Horford, like a Kyrie, if we had Kyrie, he yeah. can come down the court and hit a clutch shot. He hit the shot to win the finals. Like He can yeah. perform Horford, in those situations. Yeah, Horford's Horford, not the guy that you give the ball to and say, exactly. go get a back basket. I mean, you put the ball in Tatum's hand and he starts missing. And it's like, that really came down. But what happened was they kept coming down the court at the end and shooting three. We didn't need a three. There was... Two, over two and a half minutes left at that point. We were down six or seven. It's like you don't need a three there. You just let's get some quick points, force some more turnovers, and go. But I mean, LeBron took over at the end there. It was, there was nothing we could do to stop that at the end. The Cavs were I, like, they were, yeah, they were I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was, literally, a game. it was a good game, that's for sure. I didn't see the entire game, I'll be honest, because I was in Ocean City this weekend for Memorial Day weekend, but, uh, I uh there was like there was like four or five minutes left. I go to my friends. I'm like, I, I gotta go. We're at like we're like dancing like at this club. I'm like, I gotta go up to the TVs right now. They're like what? <laughs> like I gotta go. Like I'm I'm following up my on my phone. I'm like, nah, fuck this. Like this is gonna be good. And it was. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics fell apart, and I saw the whole first half pretty much. Bro, but Terry. the Celtics. Hats off to the Celtics. They played exceptional. People doubted them around one. People doubted them around two. They took the the king to seven games. <laughs> It's just either game. I really wasn't very confident in one team, to be honest. I just could have seen scenarios where both teams win, whether it's the Rockets or the Warriors, whether it's the Cavs or the Celtics. The Celtics were the better team, no question. Like in the turnovers, you just read, Tom, every game that was like the case. I look at the turnovers, like six, seven turnovers every game. Just exceptional. It goes a testament to Brad Stevens' coaching ability and getting the most out of these guys where 
with guys like Terry Rozier, who was awful. He was awful. Oh my God, he couldn't uh, there's, do anything. There's a case of chucking up threes and just not. Oh my God, he 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 cost you guys the game. If we're, we're being serious, <laughs> he but really did. When he came down and took that corner three at the end, I was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Why are you doing this right now?" I'm like, "Pass the fucking I'm ball, done. man." Dumb. I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my inner Stephen A. Smith when I say this. Terry Rozier, who's a player who was absolutely sensational in other playoff games, just came in and stunk up the joint. It was blasphemous, egregious, and damn near impossible to play that bad. Yo, seriously, I... though. <laughs> seriously, though. Terry Rozier, what good. the hell? Bro, I was listening on the radio because I had to go pick up my, my parents from the airport, and I was in a full sweat, and I had the AC on, and I was just so damn nervous and anxious. But Hartford, everybody else, and then it's like we spoke about last week. The Celtics, they go and they start chucking up threes with like 20 seconds left on the shot clock. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Pass the ball, rotate that shit. Like, they get so desperate, they were down four points. Like, they're, they're all trying to be the guy. They're all trying to step yeah. up. Someone's like, I got to yeah. put the team on my back right now. I got to be the guy to do it. Because they all have at different points. I mean, Tatum carried us through that game. Jalen Brown's come up with huge games in the playoffs. Horford's come up with huge games in the playoffs. Rozier has. It's like all four of those guys right there. And even Morris has had a couple nights that he's played out of his ass and won us some games. It's like all the five core guys there can do it. They all wanted to try and do it. None of them could fucking do it. And it was disappointing. I had really high hopes that they were going to get to the finals. And if they got to the finals, I knew they weren't going to win. But just to get there would have been something. To be the team to stop LeBron would have been something. But, I mean, eight straight, I guess. Can't is, do anything is, about is it he, now. Is he your daddy, Tom? LeBron? No, no LeBron. <laughs> no, no. If he swept us, if he swept us, maybe. But no, oh dude. My he God. took Tony, it to seven. Tony, and... was so, Tony was so adamant with the daddy thing. I was like, dude, what are you, what are you saying? <sighs> Tony, Tony Speaking... loves LeBron more than me. You you got to admit, Tony was... Oh, Tony, Tony yeah. Was, Tony just loved Tony made it. Dish. Tony made it seem like there was no chance the Cavs lost. And that's where I disagreed. Like you guys said, you guys were the better team. You just... They've never been there before. That's that's right. the thing. If it was a close game, game like I, on first take or something, I think it was, I think who I forgot who, which one of them said it. Max or Steven was like, "Oh, they've been there in Game Seven against the Bucks." I'm sorry, Game Seven against the Bucks is not LeBron Completely James. Completely different. Completely fucking different. In the yeah, first like, round too. That, like that, that meant nothing well, compared to the conference well final not game, seven. game Seven. He's yeah. That was the, that's dumb. He's an idiot. I yep. fucking hate him so much. They've, they've, <laughs> never been there. they've never been there. You can't blame them. They played great. You know, but just smart too did not really show up. He was good defensively, but I mean, he only had four points. Well, that's only just, oh, that's really the net, the narrative with smart. He just chucks up threes and just sets the tone on D and flops that flop. He sold that flop very well. That was, by the way. yeah. I mean, did he admit, he like, like, I can't even hate on it. Cause he admits he flops. He's like, yeah, I mean, he, he pulled the LeBron like, on LeBron. Have He's you like ever seen fucking LeBron? LeBron deserves right. an Academy Marcus Award for the shit he does. Oh, yeah. Marcus more than LeBron. There's no arguing that. But how about that fucking Tatum dunk on LeBron? Oh, my God. That was I fantastic. I jumped around. That was crazy. I he came down the lane. And I was like, he's not going to do it right now. I figured he'd like kind of like go for like the um, – he'd like juke a little bit and go for the – Missed the contact and hit a layup. Yeah, he fucking threw it down on. I, I liked how he gave him the shoulder after he did it too. Yeah, yeah, he bumped right into him. He's like, "Bitch, you're in my house." Like, that's the second. That's the second time LeBron's gotten dunked on hard this postseason. Oladipo did it too. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, out of like out of like sixteen, he's got like a million blocks and two posters. Yeah, so he'll 
he'll he'll take it. But I mean, I I I think I was listening to Rachel Nichols. She's like, why would you do that? She's like, why would you shoulder LeBron James? I was like, I love Rachel Nichols in more ways than one. Believe me. But <laughs> but I mean, you got to go at him. It's the king. She's like, why would you light that fire under him? I was just like, yeah, you can't be like they were can't. saying. Like T Mac was saying, he's like he's gonna do that regardless. Like it doesn't matter what he does. Like. He's in TD yeah. Garden. Like, you think LeBron's not going to show up because he doesn't shoulder him? Like, you got I like that from the 19-year-old kid, like, taking the oh challenge. Like, I, mean, I, think I eight, love that. Eight months ago, this kid's watching LeBron highlights on YouTube in his dorm room. Now he just dunked over him in a fucking Game 7. Exactly. Dude, like, talk, about, uncle, talk about getting hyped. His uncle played with LeBron on, like, the – maybe it was the 07, 08 Cavs. He was on a Cavaliers team in the Tatum's 2000s. Uncle. Tatum's uncle – played with um, LeBron on one of the castings. I can't remember his name. They were talking about it today on uh, one of the Boston radio stations. That's that probably how he got that picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that no, it was, exactly yeah, because he was like, um, whoever's and so-and-so's nephew, follow me back. Yeah. And then and then did you see, I mean, you know, obviously when he blocked Terry Rozier or whatever, like that was yeah. such a clean block. And then, you know, when you got you the hand on there. the end. Larry Hughes. Like, you have, you, Larry you have, Hughes, yep. you have, you have, you have Skew Bayless. Yeah, of him saying that wasn't that wasn't he got skew. Oh come on, Skip. <laughs> you, you, you know LeBron James skew. Best player, Skip. <laughs> like, like, I, like Skip Bayless is just incredible. How much he puts just common sense and logic aside because there's hatred from LeBron. Like, like what? Hold on, like, guys, guys yeah, we have a, a special on. guest caller real quick. Give me one what? second. I, uh, what? I just have a question. How many teams did the Celtics lose at home this postseason? One. <laughs> Do you know who that was, Tom? Is that Tony? Did he? Uh, is he on the phone right now? <laughs> Tony, you can suck my fucking dick, dude. Tony, I literally said I did not want him here. <laughs> Yo, that, that's oh just. A, I asked him. Fucking get at it. No, I wish our viewers could see LeBron's. I mean, I'm not. I'm fucking. Tom's face right now. Oh, he's not on the phone. He just sent me. He sent me a recording. You know, I have to be the mastermind behind this all shit. Tom, oh your face just now was like if you saw the buggy. When I realized who the fuck it was. I was like, oh no! I'm like, I'm gonna lose my shit right now. Is that Tony? I thought it was. I didn't realize. I thought it was like a call or in a. I was like, what? I was like, we're not on radio. I was like, is it? Is it Tony a fucking Knicks fan with me? His miserable ass. Let's just say this. There's a lot of people, part of Bleacher Fan, that root for the Warriors a little more than their team and root for the Nick or like root for the, the LeBron more than their team. Absolutely. And I'm not one of those people. If it's the Heat versus LeBron, you know guys I like LeBron, but if it's the Heat versus LeBron, I hope fucking Wade owns him. I hope we, we beat his ass. Like that's my that's my team. I, I'll root for yeah. LeBron if, if the Heat aren't playing him, but if the Heat are playing him, sorry, Le- LeBron. I hope you get tired. I mean, I'll only <laughs> root for the Warriors because they have the best chance at beating LeBron. He's the, they're well, the best yeah, preventers obviously. of I was, LeBron I was getting more alluding to Steph. I was more alluding to Steph, who was, uh, who was a uh, Nick fan, and then once they got all those good players and moved to Brooklyn, became a Net fan, and he tries to deny it and says he always – Followed Curry in, in college. Like who didn't follow Curry in college for those <laughs> now, five games? He went to he went to he went to yeah, Davidson right? with him. He went to Davidson with him. You went to oh the, I I completely <laughs> forgot he went to Davidson with him. Yeah, yeah, that, that must was be it. it. He, so he transferred from Davidson to Hartford. Exactly. 
That's what who? Oh, okay. Who did this? Because he's such a big Warriors fan. He must have transferred Steph over. Steph Curry is 30. What? Steph Curry is 30, yes, but I'm Stephanos. No, I'm Stephanos. He must have transferred from. Yeah. He must have transferred David from Davidson because he said he knows him. He followed him in college. Yeah, oh, yeah. He must have. You know, sure as fuck wasn't playing on ESPN. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that's. They got a Greek. They got a Greece together, guys. That's you know. Oh, that is possible. Yeah. But yeah, what was the second part? What what was the second part? Tony said I didn't hear it. All I heard, I thought I took it. I answered the question seriously. I was like, yeah, I I just hacked. (laughs) Once I realized who it was, was what did he say? What was the second part of the recording? He said how many? He he said uh, he said how many? How many times the Celtics lost and blown an O two lead in a playoff series? Oh my god. That that yeah. statistic I actually think is very irrelevant because those teams aren't different this team. teams. Yeah, those were it like shows, what it Larry shows Bird you is the pedigree. Like... It shows you the pedigree of a of a team like like the Boston Celtics or like a Yankees. Like when you have a statistic like that. Yeah, they always say that shit about the Yankees. Like, Yankees have never lost game six and seven at home. Like yeah, yeah well, when fucking somebody says yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, when yeah. somebody says that Except shit, that it kind of sets up for a loss. Like it, it happens in football all the time. Oh. This kicker has never missed from 35 or more. And then I just sit there and I'm like, he's about to miss. Yeah, and then they miss right. 100%. And it's like, exactly. And it's, like, it's like the people saying it's, think it's impossible for it to happen. It's like, no, it's a field goal. Or like, no, it's just a game. Like, those 37 wins were not these players against the best player in the world. Like, it's just... It's just a, it's just an irrelevant statistic. It just it just shows the greatness of the player or the team in the... In the time, like Durant not missing a free throw, like obviously Durant was gonna miss a, miss a free throw eventually. Exactly. We just didn't think yeah. it'd be three in a row. <laughs> yeah. Things come exactly. in threes, man. Bad things come in threes. Now, in threes. you know, to wrap up the NBA, what's our series outlook on the Warriors and Cavs? Um, oh. I know people are gonna say like <laughs> Warriors in five, Warriors in six. I mean, I could see Warriors in six. I don't know. I just feel like the Cavs will win at least two games. Think, I mean, I, I, I know oh, that most I, people are gonna say the popular sexy pick is Warriors in five. Um, yeah, and that's, that's, I, I just I don't see it. Unless barring major injury to either Draymond or Steph, uh, I don't see the the Warriors losing more than one game. And I'm just gonna say a sweep to play the contrarian because uh, I think yeah, most true. people will say five. Um, and I'm not. I'm not allowing people to consider six games, so I'm going to say four sweep. Um, I think I think two will be blowouts. One will be a seven to eight, six to ten point win, and the other one will be a one possession game. My question is, who the fuck is going to guard Curry? Like other finals, you've had Kyrie there, who's been able to you know slow him down, but is he going to guard Curry? <laughs> I say Thomas. Thomas going to bring him back just to guard. You're, I mean, it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna have to be George Hill. Yeah. I mean, I'm not say. I, I mean, George Hill. He, I don't think he's. He's not great. He's not awful. I mean, he's played in big games before. He's a good player. Uh, he's been solid defensively before. Um, he's just gonna have to. He's just gonna have to stay with them. Go over the top of pick and roll, and you're gonna have to let Curry beat him from inside the three point line, or force him to, and force him to be a facilitator. Right? I mean, he'll make his shots, obviously, but yeah. Well, I mean, and then for the prediction, it's really just uh, there's two big X factors: is if Andre Iguodala is going to play or not. Really, first, that's first and foremost. If Iguodala plays game one in every game, 
Just probably, yeah. you probably go with what Jones said there. You'd probably a sweep. A sweep. But if you, Iguodala, it sounds like this isn't a good injury. I've had tendonitis before. I think what he has in his knee, or it may be another injury on top of the tendonitis. It's just something that really never goes away. And, uh, like, forever, really. It's just always there. You can always deal with it a little bit. But he's just, it seems like they keep saying he's day-to-day, day-to-day since game, what, three or f- game four. So yeah. it's like you would think he'd be better by now. So the fact that he hasn't, I think, is worrisome for them. So if exactly. he doesn't play and Love only misses, like, one game, I like because I think Love will be back by game two or three with the concussion. He'll be back eventually. Um, just a matter of time of clearing the concussion protocol. I mean, okay. if Iguodala doesn't play, like, for the next first four games or so, like, I think we're looking at a six-game series. But if if he's not, I'm going to say it could be, be said for Love, too. Even though Love's not a great matchup, they're going to need every ounce of Love. They're going to need to try and post him up on Draymond where he's got a height advantage. They're going to need to have him make three-pointers, have him be an outlet passer. They're going to need every ounce of Kevin Love and have him be a focal part of that offense because Kyrie Irving is in there. They're going to need George Hill to take charge and drive. They're going to need Jordan Clarkson or whatever minute that LeBron's to try and drive as well and get to the free throw line or something. And they're going to need J.R. Smith to not be half-retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, J.R. has been so him. bad. He's uh, he's an enigma. He's just yeah, so inconsistent. Like, like, I'm confident. He'll have one game, I think, where he goes off, and that'll probably be the game where, he, where, where they win, if they win a game. But... I'm confident he'll go have one game where he goes off. But other than that, they'll probably all be like two for nine from three. And like, yeah, I'm yo, just could ca- praying for a competitive series. Once again, I'm just praying for it. We yeah, you you want it to be. I mean, I it sucks if it's if it's a sweep. That sucks. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like fucking Home Alone. Like, like, you, like the first two series in the Cavs were they were amazing. First two Home Alones with Macaulay Culkin, amazing. Oh, yeah. My favorite movies. Then the and third then one, up the cast. You, you watch those ones? I just are. knew. I just knew is that when there wasn't Joe Pesci or Macaulay Culkin, I was like, exactly. I watched that shit. I, was, yeah, I didn't exactly. even bother. There it was, was like, like uh, it was like, I, ha- I'm, I have to watch this because of Home Alone. And then you, because of the new guys. And then the same thing. Once they had Kevin Durant, it's like, well, this is fucking over. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. And now yeah. by the time you get to the fourth, the fourth one from There's Home four? Alone. There's, there's four, no, or there's like four or five Home Alone. By the home time alone, the fourth bro. Home Alone happens, we know what happens. They leave him home alone. <laughs> and eventually, <laughs> he, he figures it die. out. Bad guys don't get him. Everyone, it's a happy ending. Like, it just, and what we know with this, it's going to be a happy ending for the Warriors. We know what's going to happen. We, the story's been written three times. Like, we don't need a fourth one. <laughs> like, should we start the calling the Warriors happen. the Wet Bandits? <laughs> they're the wet bandits. They're no, because they get fo- the wet bandits get foiled all the time. No, we're well, we're the wet bandits. Yeah, true. Shut up, yeah. Marv. Shut up. How, <laughs> how about that entire fucking that entire movie series just could have been solved five years later with a cell phone? That's oh, yeah, you're good. Like, you're home. All right, all right we're good. We'll be back in you left me. Nothing was better Hello. than the blowtorch okay. scene. <laughs> like he, like when when he got blowtorch, that was preposterous. I was like. That's that's, oh that's honestly. That is preposterous. I counted once. I'm like, how many times they actually would have died in real life? Because I'm such a. That's what I'm saying. That's attempted murder. It was that like kid... 21 times they would have like actually died. He shot him between the eyes with a BB gun. Oh, the, the nail on the foot. The yeah, the nail on the foot. 
you're and then he fucking... falls backwards yeah. down the stairs and then catches an iron in the face. Like. Oh, the iron in the face. Or the shock. <laughs> or when he touches the doorknob and the doorknob's heated on the other side, the metal Yo, doorknob, and he just scolds his ah. Those guys are literally real-life Wiley Coyotes. The or the bricks the the from, like, three stories. Yeah. Oh, in the second it's a crack one? skull. In the second up, one. Up here, you big, big horse's asses. <laughs> Just, oh, just hitting up with bricks well, every time. I'm watching Speaking. Home Alone after this. Yo, hold, yeah, yo. Hold, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Macaulay Culkin was more accurate with those bricks than Harden and the Rockets from three last night. Like, <laughs> ah, he was literally it. throwing bricks. Bazinga. Full circle. Speaking, <laughs> Speaking of movies, we all know movies are fake. But these situations might be real. Moving on to real or fake news segments. Let's <laughs> kick it off. <laughs> Hell of a segue. Hell of a segue. Right there. I'm wow. telling you. I'm telling you. I have. That was he, that, he probably had that in the bank for the five minutes. I had to just go off the rails with my home alone comparison. In like in like five years, I need some obsessed listener to create a audio file that's just every single one of Anthony's segues. <laughs> they are immaculate. They're, they're just getting better by the week too. Like, you know in what? fact, I just figured out the first task for the intern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real or fake news? Win or lose, LeBron is leaving Cleveland. Is that real or fake news, gentlemen? Fake news. Uh, yeah. Fake I, news? I, I, yeah. I think... Ahead, uh, here's the thing. It, and it all comes back to his legacy. The people that don't like LeBron, they're obviously going to say this hurts his legacy. But if we're being realists here, he doesn't have a shot, sadly. He doesn't have a shot, and it's going to be some shitty basketball. If he wins somehow... He still could hurt his legacy by leaving. That's not a good look for him. That's really not a good work for, look for his legacy because then he's straight uh, title chasing. And we and we know he he kind of it. He wants to win titles, but leaving a championship team is different than well, okay. I can literally not win with George Hill, Kyle Korver, and uh, Kevin Love as my three best players after after me. Like it, we know it can't be done really unless some crazy injury happens. If he leaves. That would look really bad for him, and Cleveland would have Cleveland fans would then have a right to be mad at him. Like, like we won this year. Like, right, like you're not going to come back with us, really? I mean, it, it would just look bad. You'd probably have to return on a one or two year deal. But I mean, obviously, he's probably not. They're probably not going to win, and he'll. I think he'll leave if, if they don't. Joe, yeah, Tom, th- Tom, go ahead, Tom. I think that. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a little real. There's a little realness to it. I think there's a good chance. He goes, and especially if Chris Paul goes somewhere, like Dave was saying before, if they could both go to L.A. and they want to, I think they could. I think it's going to be a while, too, into free agency before we get this decision. I think he, whether he stays or not, I think he's going to definitely give it some thought. He's going to talk to other teams. But, I mean, I don't think he'll go to the East. Like, I thought for a while he would go to Philly, but I think if he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be out of the conference. He'll only have to come back once the next season. Once a year after that, unless they meet in the finals, like I don't think he'll, I don't think he's gonna stay, especially if they lose. I just if they win, I think he's gotta come. He's gotta be ob- feel obligated to come back, but they, I don't think he will, and then I never really think he'll, he'll leave. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah. I think it'll be to the West. So I don't think he wants to deal with coming back to Cleveland multiple times a year. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say fake news because I think I don't think that this particular series necessarily has anything to do with his final it won't influence his final decision i think 
Sully's talked about the only thing that could possibly, if they do win, like it'd be a title chaser. Because like at the end of the day, like he said before that, like that bothers him. He doesn't want to be known as the title chaser. And if he goes to Houston, that's what he's going to be seen as. If he goes to Philly, that's what he's going to be seen as. If he stays in Cleveland, obviously not. I think LA is the only place he can go where he can really kind of spin him not chasing titles because of the fact that he wouldn't be the last piece onto a already great team like he would in Houston or in Philly. So I, I think him, if he goes to LA with, with a Paul George or with a boogie or even just by himself and they have those young guys around him, I think he can really still sell it as a, an after basketball move, a, I a wanted to be decision. on the Showtime Laker move. Yeah. Like I wanted to play in LA <clears throat> Uh, uh, he can spin it a few different ways other than title chasing. I don't think he can do that in Philadelphia or Houston um, because the clear motive to go to either of those would be basketball reasons. And exactly. there's no other basketball reason than title chasing. But I also uh, don't think like, – I, Yeah, go ahead. You uh, also no, I was just saying I, 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 in terms of his legacy, I think like as we get farther away from these these games and these these – playoffs you you, the the stats become more blank numbers that you lose the stories behind them like we're not going to remember in four years or five years that he beat a depleted celtics team we're going to see that he beat the celtics and he went to his eighth straight finals like we're not going to see that he you know didn't have Kyrie and love one year for the finals against the Warriors. not going to see that draymond got suspended we're going to see that he lost three out of four to the warriors and in eight finals and that's it like you you lose even like earlier in lebron's career you lose sight of like no one remembers the two the two series against the pistons he came back from down 0-2 like you remember it because they talked about it the other day and they pointed it out but like you just remember that he went to the finals that year you might not even remember he beat the pistons so it, it i think he he's much less concerned about that like that stuff in in terms of totality but I think he's he's going to take a lot of off the court stuff into consideration this this time around for the first time in his career. It'll be at the forefront of his decision. My answer, I'm a channel Stephen A. again, and say my personal friend and source. That, that's what he always does. Is Maverick? When I spoke to Maverick, I, Carter, I received a text message from someone last night. <laughs> yeah. Or he goes. <laughs> First and foremost, he's a great philanthropist. He's a great father. He's a great man. He's a great person in the community. Oh, how, yeah, yeah. how good of no, a philanthropist he, he is. Oh, that's his opener for Kevin Durant. Yeah, every yeah. Time he yeah. First and foremost, I want to say I spoke to Bronny Jr., LeBron's son, who's a personal close friend of mine and a common source. Uh, nah, I think LeBron is going to stay. I think that the common... <laughs> Thing right now is all oh, LeBron's gonna leave. LeBron's gonna leave. I think LeBron's gonna stay. He's gonna get a billion dollars, as we've said. Dan Gilbert has to pay him. I mean, the big bucks. I don't know how the fuck that's gonna work though, because if he's getting so much money, how they're gonna build the team? But I think he stays. Next, uh, real or fake? Just for the record, I think he stays too. I know I've said the Lakers, Sixers. Oh, Jones, <laughs> you Cavs. dog! This, you're hopping all over the place. Like he's going to LA, he's going to Philly, and now he's going to stay. Well, but in fairness, though, no I'm only saying that because I think I think deep down, LA and Cleveland are the only two options. Yeah, and you yeah. think if he stays, he signs like a 
max like rest of his career contract? Do you think no, he goes one and small? It's like a two-year deal. Uh, he'll, do one, he'll do one and ones, and then yeah. when he's like 37, 38, and he doesn't take the HGH anymore, and injury is actually a risk, he'll, <laughs> yeah. he'll do the five-year deal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And someone will give him the max. Yeah. yeah. I mean – because right now he could sign the biggest contract. Imagine ever. if he just did that at the end of his career. He just like signed with like the Orlando Magic, who may have a couple like young, decent players. Hopefully at this time, he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to Orlando and sign a max deal, and like and he makes it to a final or something, and they're like, wow, that's incredible. And he's just basically Tim Duncan, just banking the ball off the off the backcourt. I mean, off the backboard. backboard. Yeah, Words you know he's hard. he's gonna play for the minimum for one year wherever his son gets drafted. Yep, that'll be his. Oh that'll my god! It, how many years year. away is that? It's like two thousand four, five, twenty twenty-one. Who that knows with the with the one and done going away? Oh yeah, god. that's true. That can only help him. Yeah, because his son's what fourteen, fifteen now. His son's, I think, fifteen. I Let's think. Let's just so go with fourteen. Uh, he's fourteen. Yo, he's fourteen. Yeah, I'm gonna just assume he's fourteen. He could be sixteen, thirteen, twelve for all I care. He's fourteen to me. So LeBron will be like 40 almost by the time that Yeah, happens. I think 39, 40 season. He'll be 39, 40. Wow. We know he'll still be playing. Yeah, he's he'll, gonna he'll play. be playing. He's a specimen. He's going to play. Oh, jeez. He's only 13. Oh, so yeah, it's like almost it's Bronny James, away. right? That's him, right? Bronny James. Yeah. yeah, just as I figured. You know, I Bron- said 13. You said 14. No, I said 13. Just remember, Sully, I can manipulate all this audio. So, don't be, <laughs> I know you can. I know that's what you're doing. That's why I'm not saying anything. <laughs> so I, 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 I like, barely know how to sign on to this, this, these goddamn computers. Don't, don't have any pause moments or else Anthony will make it into something <laughs> real bad. When I was a kid, we didn't even have windows. They're just going to be Mike Dick to fart noises like in the yeah. back. <laughs> oh, Jones with the 60 with the two liter Coke there. Just, that was some crazy stuff when Dick could just get ripping ass on live TV. Right. <laughs> and he just smiled about it. <laughs> you really hate to see that. <laughs> Definition of zero bucks given. Speaking of ripping hearts out, will the Celtics rip the hearts out, out of their fans by trading away Hayward and Kyrie this offseason? Real or fake news, Tom? Real or fake news? Hayward or Kyrie gone? Fake, but there is a small possibility I could see them Dealing Hayward. Dave mentioned it, I think, probably three episodes ago. And I've been mulling it over since in my head. And with the way Tatum played, and Sully's pointed this out a couple times, that Tatum is pretty much capable to play at the level of Hayward. You have that need filled now. So you could get He's like literally already Jason Hayward. He's already fucking Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Yeah, There's not anything that he can do better than him. Yeah, you're not trading Kyrie. I don't think Kyrie's gone. I, I think that's been set that he is going to be the centerpiece of this team but i could see danny ains moving hayward and i would feel bad because he came here he wanted to play here and he fucking broke his leg horrifically in the first five minutes of the season but i could see it happening we've seen danny doesn't really care business is business he doesn't really take any emotion (laughs) into this i mean he traded a guy who played the day after his sister died and with a basically broken hip i mean he has no regard for anything, really. So <laughs> I could see Gordon that. Hayward and three first round picks for Anthony Davis. Do you make that deal? Oh, geez. Two Wait, first. What? How about I, I? No, I wouldn't take that, but I would take Hayward, a first round pick, and Jalen Brown for him, for Davis. Ooh. Name a more iconic duo than Anthony Davis and Horford down low. 
oh my god, Horford, if Horford can continue this play, like if he is just like hitting some new peak in his career right now after the way he played in these playoffs, I'd hey, be amazed. It, it might last two games. He was not very good. He wasn't. Uh, he hasn't. I mean, he had great. 17. He had 17. He didn't really get many rebounds. He only had four. But I mean, or maybe seven. was it the game before he didn't do the. Yeah, he only had like six points, but it was yeah. like. Max, according to Max Kellerman, he's playing. He he's playing at a hall of a hall of fame level. Who Al Horford? Yeah, oh, I was like that's that's a stretch. I mean, he's been yeah. very good, but he, he's not been a hall of fame it, level. It ain't the hall of very good. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. I'm saying yeah. Steph Durant, LeBron. Those are your hall of fame player. Yeah, I'd say, back to it though. I'd say fake news, <laughs> but there's a small chance that Hayward gets dealt. I I could definitely see that happening. What do you guys think? Uh, it's it's fake news entirely this off season. But I think it could happen um, at the trade deadline. I think Hayward, like Tom, I don't think I don't think Kyrie's going anywhere. You just say what you want, love or hate about Kyrie. Obviously, every player has the deficiencies, but you don't let a 25 year old superstar point guard walk away from your team um, at any point. So Kyrie's there for the next four to five years, solidly. Um, but Hayward, I mean, you know, he's he's a surplus at this point. He's not. He's shown that they don't need him. He's a luxury, and in the NBA, you can't win with too many luxuries on your team. You need people to be making sacrifices. You need to be filling holes, um, and it's just not. It it almost seems like there's not space for Hayward. Um, that being said, if you don't want to trade Hayward, it's not to say that they can't trade Jalen Brown too, because they're going to need one of them. One of them's got to go one way or the other. Um, so just from a financial standpoint, and that's, that's even if smart leaves, one still got to go in two years, which um, he said, smart said that they're yeah. already trying to resign him. They're already trying. They already want to bring him back. Yeah. Smart thinks he's worth more than 12 to 14 Celtics can't even afford that. Yeah. I also don't agree with that. I don't think he brings enough to the full. Like, are you going to give Tony Allen 14 million? No, that's in quickest way to get eliminated in the second round every year. Give him nine or ten, maybe, but yeah. not anything uh, yeah, over I'm, that. I'm giving Marcus Smart eight to ten. Yeah, um, but he's not going to take that because someone's going to get Memphis is going to give he him. Said he said he's worth more than twelve to fourteen, so that means he wants at least like 15. fifteen. Yeah, yeah. He, so, he and, won't and be it, back. He won't be back on the Celtics. He's right now. He's no, he's all no I don't think so all, either. I was surprised. All, you know, said all it. about Boston, and he is. I don't doubt his heart's in Boston, but where's his wallet? That's true. Yeah, it could be in Orlando if they give him twenty. Exactly. Yeah, like some team in Memphis, Orlando. I wish. Let's go, baby. I wish. I wish I could be as confident as Marcus Smart is when he shoots the ball. And it's like Marcus, you're not like a high percentage shooter, but he thinks like he thinks he's Steph Curry out there. He jumps very high too. He has a very high. There's two guys who have like the 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 most incredible confidence when they shoot the ball. J.R. Smith. And Marcus Smart. And we all <laughs> fucking JR. JR, remember you said if you if you can say uh let I think it was let it go before before once I touch the ball, then it's not going up. But <laughs> most of the time it's going up before you can say let it go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> fucking maniac. Alright, the last one. Star star players in the NFL. Are reportedly saying that they're gonna sit out 
until oh, Cap and Eric Reed get a job. Do you think this happens? Real or fake news, gentlemen? Uh, I'm sure that it could. I think uh, I, uh, real news that it's a poss- possibility. Um, but it it's just they're not going to last. Like if it happens, it it'll happen one or two or three weeks or whatever. They're planning a protest or a strike or whatever. They're planning it. it every time the shit happens, the whoever's against the owners or the league always folds because at the end of the day, they don't hold any fucking cards that are real. What yeah. are they, you're gonna you're what are you dangling a lesser product on the field? There's fucking fifty thousand college football players behind you waiting to take your spot. At the end of the day, really, at the end of the day, the fans do not give a fuck if you're there and if you're not there and you're gone for long enough, you get forgotten. And that's just the way it goes. You're no longer the best players in the world because, according to you, you're no longer a football player because you're not playing. So the best player in the world is the guy we cut behind you who now is willing to play and you know not, not go through all this turmoil. Like, I, yeah, I re- totally respect their decisions, and I that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. That's the d- hill you want to die on. It's like a it's a fine enough hill to die on, but don't don't be surprised when you know that's the end result because. Much like Father Time, at the end of the day, the league and the owners are undefeated. You're working their checks. Yes, the fans are the ones who have to come to the game, or the owners' teams are worth nothing. But the fans are going to come to the game. They say they're in love with players, but they're in love with the sport. They're in love with the atmosphere. They're in love with the the camaraderie it builds between their friends. At the end of the day, you're only shooting yourself in the foot to to get a message across. And if that's the message you want to send, by all means. Well, I mean, you know, good for you. That's that's you want to stand up morally, and that's nothing wrong with that at all. But understand the consequences that could be a very real result of that. While it's a fucked up situation, I don't agree. That's how it should be. That is the way it is, and it's yeah. not changing. That was well put. Honestly, I think that well most of it. Yeah. I mean, Tom, thriller, fake news. I agree with Dave. Gotcha, Saul. Yeah, I said it better um, myself. <laughs> you are fake news. That's I think that's fake news. Well said, Jones. It's just I think it's less of a possibility than Dave is saying. Uh, just because twenty five percent or more are going to give up their job, their income, their ability to provide to, from their family. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys may not have college degrees. Even let's be honest. Like, what are you going to do to provide for your family? Not. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys aren't superstars. Like I, some of the superstars, I guess they could do it, but I don't. Yeah, I can't no, that's, see like that's the, what's being reported. Like, a, yeah. they're saying superstar players are planning. To do it. Yeah, uh, I'll also let me know. Let me know when Aaron Rodgers. Let me know when Aaron Rodgers sits out the season for this. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's on the forefront of yeah. this one, I bet. Or, or yeah, or Tom Brady or whoever. Like, Odell. Beckham. Also, just, yeah. just Odell Beckham you're trying a, to get his money. Yeah, yeah but, good one. See. Just because like you're, these guys are pulling in six, seven-figure checks every week, it also doesn't mean they're not living paycheck to paycheck. Like yeah. A lot of these guys are dumb La- with their money. Lavish, or carrying their whole family. Class. Yeah. We're talking like, bottle for, service. We're talking exactly. extracurriculars. Yeah, you know you're what I mean? You're spending 200K a week, but you can't spend any more <laughs> until Tom the next 200K comes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say that it's definitely fake news. I know that it could make it impact i guess but i mean cap i mean i could make the argument for reed reed was was a a good to okay safety cap two years removed now like 
there's so many quarterbacks out there in the market that you could just sign, doesn't bring the baggage. I, I understand the, the purpose, the cause, but I think it's fake news. Moving on to fake news. I mean, to other news. <laughs> the MLB. Baseball's been heating up. We're getting to the point of the year where it's only going to be baseball around. The dog days of summer where it's a thousand degrees and then all we get is... Yankees, Red Sox all summer, Astros. Let's start off with who is hot and who is not. I'll kick it off. My who's hot player of the week is Scooter Jeanette. Batting 517, odd base percentage of 531, slugging 897, OPS 1.428. Guy's been batting out of his mind. And who is not is Trey Mancini from the Baltimore Orioles. Batting a, a cold 133 the last week. On base percentage of 161, slugging 233, and an OPS of 0.39. Fucking awful. Confirmed. Not good. Confirmed. Not good. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> hey, I don't. I don't think man. Yeah, not good. I don't think Mancini's that bad. But they. He can't be hitting leadoff for them. Just that's so stupid. <laughs> he, he Batting 133 so the last week. They need to move yeah. him down to the eight or nine hole. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, Buck doesn't have much to work with, but batting him leadoff. It, and good. Absolutely not. Anybody else got their time? Who's yeah. Hot? Who's hot? So for my hot, I went with the team. I went with the Mariners, nine and one. Last ten, obvious pick there. They're only a game behind the Astros right now in that division. Uh, they've won four in a row. Even better, they're fourteen and six in their last twenty. They've only lost one game in that in those six by more than one run, and it was a four run game. So still relatively close game. I mean, uh, John Segura over there, batting 324, 36 uh, runs scored, 14 doubles, 34 RBIs. He's got a .806 OPS, not the best there. But, I mean, he's driving in runs. He's, he's, he's hitting the ball pretty well. He's carrying them. Uh, for my not, I got the Pirates 2-8 and eight in their last 10, dropped 2-3 of three to St. Louis, lost last yeah, night to the Cubs, dropped 2-3 of three to the nine, 19 and 36 Reds. And it's a division matchup, but still dropping two or three to that team. And then they dropped three or four of the Pirates, too, who are also kind of a dumpster fire. Oh, the, no, sorry. The Padres. I can't. That's, my, that's where my handwriting comes into play. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they're just not. They just can't win games. And, I mean, they were the division leader through 30, I'm pretty sure. They – am I right on that? Right through 30 games, they were the division Yeah, leader. they were. And now they're just falling apart. It's like – They are definitely not Sad. hot. <laughs> Sad. Very sad. Jones. You can't yourself, hear you, Jones. Jones. Come back. What a rookie mistake. This is, by me. this is week it after week. This is Somebody get week this guy. On that. Our fearless leader. Uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm going homer pick on on uh the who's hot because he, he won player of the week and I was really proud of him. Uh Gliber Torres. Oh, I hate that. Um, uh, well, how could you hate that pick? That was Guy's so gonna be rookie. I'm like fucking around. Sound like a kid like liking his favorite player. You're like, you <laughs> really proud of I really like him. <laughs> really, really good guy. Um, no, yeah, I mean Torres has been oh, killing I it. Um, for I was gonna go Pirates as well for my for my not hot, but I'll switch it up and go to the continuous sliding of the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are two and eight in their last ten, um, just falling off a cliff like no other uh and it hasn't it hasn't stopped uh they're now 
they're almost at 500, uh, one game above 500. And that division is just getting worse and worse by the day with the Rockies being the only team over 500 at 29 and 25. So talk about an ugly division. I mean, I don't know what's worse, them or the AL Central. Probably the AL Central. The AL Central. I mean, Arizona's still over 500. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's the second worst division in the in the league, but um, yeah, they're my they're my sliders for the week. It's Goldie's not even having a great year. Grinky's starting to get roughed up a little bit. Like it's it doesn't look good for their for their future prospects. I think they're finally coming back down to earth and what closer to what we thought they would be uh, beginning of the year. For real. Speaking of not looking good, Sully, give us what your a- who's high and who's not. <laughs> 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 not looking good. Oh man, that was fucking rich, Anthony. <laughs> um, but who's hot? I have two teams here. It's it's co-winners. It's the uh, Milwaukee Brewers who Ooh, are eight and two and won four in a row, and then the LA Dodgers who are also eight and two over the last ten and won two in a row. Uh, just to piggyback off Jones' point, uh, the NL West, which is getting very uh, becoming a subpar division with the uh, fall of the uh, Diamondbacks. Now it opens the door for the Dodgers, who are only three and a half back. Um, which you know, they were looked like almost to be dead, dead in the water. Dead in the water, yeah. You know, now, I mean, the Diamondbacks will be better when they get AJ Pollock back and Goldschmidt gets gets going. He's been a little bit better, but the Dodgers now look like they're they can make a run at this. I mean, they're still gonna. There's still going to be a little time till they're getting first, but I mean Justin Turner was a huge addition um, to getting them back. He's one of my favorite players, even though I'm a Met fan. Um, he's I always like Turner, that that redhead. He's he's been doing very well for them. Um, he what is he? Uh, he's got seven RBIs in the last two weeks. Not great, but he's. He's a big part of the team. They still have Kershaw back. So he's a big part of that team. He'll be a big addition to them. Uh, they got a lot of underrated pitchers like Will Bueller, uh, 23-year-old kid, really, really good pitcher. Uh, Ross Stripling, uh, Kenta Maeda is even a good pitcher. So their starting pitching is really uh, hold, is like holding the fort down right now and until their bats fully get going, but and then the Brewers, I just the Brewers killed the Mets this weekend. Three, they won three out of four. I mean, we were up on we were up to them three nothing, and we lost seventeen to six. So I, I guess that pretty much says it all. Like they got they got Travis Shaw's really heating up. He's another guy that's just killing it lately. Um, I think he's got thirteen home runs now. Travis Shaw, um, he was dead in the water. And yeah, thirteen home home runs, four home runs in the last week, thirteen RBIs. Another guy that's really hot. Bellinger needs to pick it up. He's batting like 234, no? Travis Shaw? He's batting no, 260. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's batting 260 sorry. now. Yeah. It was down there. It was down there. But like I said, he's batting 333 the last two weeks, 13 RBIs, two, four home runs, killing it. Uh, like I said, they were my uh, pick to represent the NL. They look great. And then right now, who's not? I got to go with San Francisco Giants. They are three and seven in their last ten. They've lost two in a row. Um, I never was a fan of them. Uh, I don't. They're gonna get bump, Maddie bums back in a few weeks, but they like we said, it's just they got these old aging players who aren't at the at the, you know, 
players they once were in exactly Yeah, and uh and uh damn what's it yeah yeah Yeah. mccutcheon andrew mccutcheon I just don't want them to rush bush, rush Bumgarner back. I need him healthy for the Yankees playoff. You need, run. yep, yep. I knew that you need him <laughs> on the Yankees. How dare, how dare they be so disrespectful for them to rush him back yeah. so the Yankees can't get him? Yeah, have some consideration for have your, your consideration East Coast for friends. Umpire, like God, my God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. thank you for agreeing with me, Sully. I, how could you not agree with you? Yeah, of course. I mean. Wait, who doesn't have five All Stars in their rotation? It's absurd. Where is that? All right, guys, let's talk some power rankings. I'm gonna give you guys mine and see your reactions to it. Sox are one right now with the Yankees sliding a little bit. Strohs two, surprisingly, since they beat the the Yankees. Three Yanks, four the Brewers. A little surprise pick there. And five, Seattle. How crazy am I? Tell me, guys. Am I insane? Am I out of my mind? What What do you think? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Obviously, I like the Red Sox at one. Uh, I have the Astros and the Yankees at two and three as well. But my fourth is the Cubs, the team I mentioned last week. I believe they were fifth in my power rankings last week. They just sneaked in. But, I mean, they've continued to win series. They're still looking good. I you know we touched on it last week. I think there's a real chance they could get Manny Machado at the trade deadline or before that. And um, yeah, the Cubs are looking good again. And then I have the Brewers at five. So I agree with you, top five there. But just yeah, flipped yeah. it. Well, Tom, why do you? How do you put them above the? How do you put the Cubs above the Brewers? The Brewers are four and a half games ahead of them. Hotter. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I didn't really take that into consideration. I guess. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, no, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess I they that. have championship pedigree. They got that feed has also been the Cubs have been pretty far behind in the standings. They didn't have too hot of a start. Yeah, I'd say the last if the season started like ten games in or fifteen games in, I think they would be a lot. It'd probably be like a one-two game difference, but. Because the Brewers have been leading that division all season, right? No, actually, no. it's uh, it's been the Pirates for a lot of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was going to say the Pirates, Pirates were that. That's right. That's yeah. the Pirates division. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah so I mean the the, the Brewers have been killing it lately too, but yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. I, Anthony, I agree with you. I, I, I like I, I don't know why we always have the same list, but we always have the same <laughs> list. <laughs> You really hate to see that because I don't really, really have much do. to say. But you guys are probably like, all right, Sully will stop talking. So I have the same <laughs> list as you. Uh, I'll just let Jones have it. Um, yeah, mine's not too crazy different. I, I have Boston at one as well. I have the Yankees at two over the Astros. Um, still better record. Uh, you know, I know that it's they will you know beat them yesterday, but um, I still give the slight nod to the Yankees there. Houston three. Um, and the only difference I have for you, same four, and then the only difference I have at five is, uh, uh, I guess a tie between the Nationals and the Brewers. Um, you could put them five, six, either way for me. Um, just like that, the Na- Nationals for one, four in a row, they're starting to like, you know, come back to earth and be more the team we expected them to be. Uh, they were my world series pick for the national league. So I'm, I'm happy to see that, um, but it'll be interesting down the stretch to see what Bryce does and how he reacts to the pending free agency and 
possible trade. I mean, what if Murphy's they just traded him? Soon. Murphy will help yeah, them. Murphy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, those are my five slash six. Perfect. All right, guys, before we let you go, we're going to end it off on a segment. Today in sports history, I know that's Sully's favorite. Tom, your favorite. Jones, oh. you were a... You were pretty bad last week. Hopefully, you could pick it up. Yeah, I didn't even get to play last week. <laughs> Not to was call he, you was out. He, can we get a segue? <laughs> a segue? I've got one to, to end the episode. Okay. All right. Today in sports <laughs> history, so. in 1922, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that this sport is a sport and not a business and thus not subject to antitrust laws any guess what sport it is what is horse racing yeah that is wrong tom fuck what is nascar racing no tom poker. what is you're wrong Jones? people nope. consider poker a sport <laughs> nope uh i need a third guess so so in 1922 <laughs> they declared it a sport not a business yep the u.s supreme court um, the twenties. Let's see, Roaring Twenties. Calvin Coolidge. Uh, I got nothing. This Boxing. Nope. Damn, Maybe. I honestly thought you football. guys would get this so football. easily. No football. Wait, give, give us. Can you give us a slight hint, like a small? No. Eeny, no. Eeny. No. 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 Wow. No, I don't. I almost. I don't want it. It's, it's annoying right. that I'll, I'll yeah, I know. polo. Um, All right, guys. Polo? polo? What the fuck? No, 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 no. It's not water polo. I'm not polo. giving it to you. It was a slight hint. Polo. Oh, polo? I said, yeah. I said, I said water polo. That was my nope. answer. So, Martha. I would have heard polo and thought as a hint, and it, my guess would have been horse racing. Racing, yeah, yeah, right. All right. Polo was the name was half the name of a stadium for this sport. Oh, polo grounds, baseball. baseball yes, it yeah. was baseball. In 1922, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that organized baseball is a sport and not a business, and thus not subject to antitrust laws. I thought you guys would have gotten that. I'm getting I think we thought it. I always thought it was baseball. Two. We thought yeah. you were outside of the box. Yeah, yeah we were right. going to have to be something obscure. You were about I to start saying that. some other shit, like hunting. Your or first something. thought is something that's like based around money from every yeah. angle, which is boxing, exactly horse, the horse racing. Yeah, fucking yeah I thought boxing was going to be it. Tom I, said I, poker. I was like, poker. <laughs> it's all I mean, the end, man. I get where you, I get you're coming from. True. It's, this it's, one yeah, was just kind through. of a This one was just kind of an odd one. In 1972, Mo Berg, an American baseball player, died. Mo Berg had another profession. I'm 100% sure nobody here. I'll give you guys one guess, and then I'll give you a hint. What was his other profession besides being a baseball player? Jones, go ahead. Um, he was a sex ed teacher. No. Oh, my God. Go I was ahead. going along some of those lines. I was going to say he's a gynecologist. Tom. <laughs> a lawyer. No. Think. No, no one named Moe's a lawyer. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Mo Schmo's here. So true. I have I have Mo Schmo here defending me. The the hint is think secretive. Oh, he was an actor. He was on the Stooges. No, think secretive. Thanks. Oh, he uh, worked for the FBI. No, yeah, FBI, Close, CIA. He was Close. a private detective. He's a private eye, private uh, investigator. Close. He, he was, was a hitman. 
Close. For the cartels. Yeah, I'm Close. sure that's something you advertise. <laughs> yeah. he was, all right, think, think. All right. Uh, think what? He can't even well, call this is going to give it away. Bond. Oh, he's a bad Bail bondsman. No. It wasn't a, uh, uh, a bounty hunter? Bond. Wait, James Bond? Was he yes. a secret agent? He's he was a, a fucking he, spy. Mo Bird spy. was oh. an American baseball player and, and a also spy. a spy. For who? Did he have like, Cubans <laughs> on his team? Who was, was he spying on? The Russians? I guess so. It was in 1972. It was the height of the Cold War. Cold War. He must have, he must have had Cubans on his baseball team. And he wanted to know if they knew anything about the missiles. He he, yeah. he, he wanted to play. He to play slap ass with them. It's all up in the noggin right there. Have you, wait, sixties, but nice try. But <laughs> that you, was still going on. Cold War, Cuba. You never know. That's when we fucking. Hey, Cold 19... War never ends, baby. That's why it's cold. Yeah, it never. It still hasn't ended. I don't think. All right, right? You can't tell if it's gone. Fact check me there. It ended. It's just ended. always cold. Did it end? Oh, but is it really over? Let's be real. It ended, it ended with, the, with the with uh, the. I can't think right now. Bay of Pigs. I know it. I know. Uh, I know they like. They like surrendered. Yeah, because they didn't have any electricity left. They needed this shit from us. Oh, we we beat them in everything. That was our new segment, history lesson with the yeah. Beach Boys. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of history lessons, <laughs> and speaking of history lessons, our resident teacher, Swollivan. Give us your final thought to end out the episode and school us. Oh, jeez. I am upset. I am mad because everyone, this is to my Met fans, we need to stay strong. We need to not give up on the season. I, I know I have a lot of I know a lot of people are, are throwing in the towel, but there's reasons to be optimistic. During this season, it's felt like four seasons, and I feel like people think we're terrible and we're only one game we're one game ab- above 500 right now like we're four games out Frazier's coming back this in a week Cespedes is coming back Anthony Swarzback is coming soon we have Ploiecki just came back yesterday got three hits we have so many guys in the DL that are gonna get healthy Thor goes on the on the DL today I know it sucks but we're gonna be all right we're gonna be fine we're four games out of first place it's really not we win this game Today against the Braves, we win tomorrow against the Braves. We're two games out. People are acting like the world's ending with the Mets. We may not make the playoffs. I don't know if we're going to make the playoffs, but earlier people were saying we need to trade the whole team. Like, let's relax. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. The Mets are going to be all right. The bullpen's been egregious. They'll be better. Um, We've had to deal with a lot of injuries. I just think with Devin Mezzarocco for the Mets, the catcher, he's been killing it lately. I don't know if you guys have seen him. He's... Really coming on strong. Six home like, runs. Six home runs. Uh, five on the Mets, I believe. You got Kev uh, Plowacki just came back. He's got a great relationship with a lot of the pitchers. I always thought the, pit, the the catcher's most important role is being a backstop and being part of that battery with the pitcher, his relationship with the pitcher, what he knows to throw, framing pitches, everything, calming down the pitcher, settling the pitcher. So many things that don't show up in the box score in regards to catchers, not only offensively, which – now we don't have Thomas Nito and Jose Lobaton anymore. That's when we went on that terrible, you know, drought. Now we got two good catchers who call two good good games, have good relation uh has got a good relationship with, with the pitchers already. Mazzarocco's developing it. The Mets will be okay. I say keep calm. 
and don't give up on the season. If you're giving up on the season, you're not a true match fan. You got to believe. You got to believe. believe. And that was the final thought with Sully. Catch us next week. Subscribe, like, and share as always. Friend of the podcast, Stephen A. Smith. He'll be on next week again. All right, boys. That was a good one. <laughs> Anthony.